Today's New Testament reading is from the Epistle to the Romans, the 15th chapter. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that Jerusalem and all the way around to Alecrim, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ, and thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. This is the reason why I have so often been hindered from coming to you, but now, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain, and to be helped on my journey there by you, once I have enjoyed your company for a while. At present, however, I am going to Jerusalem, bringing aid to the saints. For Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make some contribution for the poor among the saints at Jerusalem, for they were pleased to do it, and indeed they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have come to share in their spiritual blessings, they ought also to be of service to them in material blessings. When therefore I have completed this, and have delivered to them what has been collected, I will leave for Spain by way of you. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf, that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea, and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, so that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed in your company. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor Sean Come. In the name of Jesus, amen. He listened intently to the deep theology spoken by the scarred man. His hand wrote carefully and thoughtfully as he put into written words what was articulated by the Apostle. This was the Word of God, and Tertius, the secretary to Paul, knew it. And so, dear people of God, you also know these words from Romans chapter 15, to be the Word of God, once written through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and because of St. Paul's love for the people of Rome. St. Paul brings the theology of his letter to a conclusion in the last half of chapter 15, God's Word to be considered for today. It is time for Paul to wrap up his letter and to deliver final words of comfort, encouragement, and hope to people living in a tough city under a tough ruler during tough times. Paul's final words of chapter 15 might be divided up into three parts. The message of the gospel of Jesus Christ and its effect on the Roman Christians. The ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ entrusted to Paul and being carried out by the Roman Christians. And the mission support for the teaching and proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the living out of that gospel in the care of the saints in Jerusalem. 
first the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it had its effect on the Christians in Rome. Paul says, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. That the brothers Paul addresses here are full of goodness is only because they are full of the good news of Jesus. They are very much aware of their sins, and they equally have learned of the forgiveness of their sins won for them by the death of Jesus upon the cross. And because of that precious forgiveness which is now theirs, and very importantly, also yours, they and you have a new life to live. They lived, and you now live, in that forgiven life. And through the power and work of the Holy Spirit and the guidance of God's Word, the Roman Christians and you are able to do good things. In his letter to the Christians in Galatia, Paul lists goodness as one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The goodness of the Roman Christians is evident. Paul has heard of it, and he commends them for it. The second part, the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ has been entrusted to Paul and was being carried out by the Roman Christians. Paul impresses upon the Roman Christians his special place in God's kingdom as an apostle, one specially gifted and sent to proclaim the good news of Jesus, the Savior to the world, but particularly to the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people of the world. Paul says he is satisfied with the Roman Christians that they are filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. The Christians in Rome know God's word, both law and gospel, and they are able to instruct each other and people beyond in that wisdom. What the psalmist writes in Psalm 110 is true of the Roman Christians. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. May the same be said of you. Be steeped in God's holy and priceless word. Search diligently for the word of God, which shows you your sin, and search joyfully for the word of God, which proclaims to you the forgiveness of your sins, freely given to you by your Lord and Savior Jesus. And what the Roman Christians know, St. Paul says from that, that they are able to instruct one another. The Christians in Rome have the tools to mutually teach and to learn. As you are ever a student of God's word, may you be able to teach in whatever way, a word of caution, a word of encouragement, a heartfelt no to someone hurting, all rooted in and coming from God's Word. And finally, the mission support for the teaching and the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the living out of that gospel in the care of the saints in Jerusalem. Paul describes his mission activity, both past, present, and future. He desires to visit Rome, and from Rome he then wants to go to the end of the western edge of the empire, to Spain. Paul mentions one particular need, and that is the care of the poor brothers and sisters in Christ in Jerusalem. Though he does not make a direct appeal to the church in Rome, Paul would certainly and safely assume the recipients of his letter would want to join in such urgent care of their faraway brothers and sisters in Christ. And so Paul would boldly and certainly and safely assume that when his words about his mission travels and the care of the poor fall on your ears, if you too would look around you and beyond for opportunities to support the work of God in your particular corner of his kingdom, in which Jesus has made you a special citizen. With Paul's concluding words we close. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen.